just to join the floor and Joe, I think, for taking care while we were away and we heard some of the services while we were on. What a joy it was to hear uh, Faith Mission Ministries. And um, we just, for time's sake, uh, we had an awesome time. Brother, uh, what's Kevin? What's your name again? Welcome. Forget to glad to have you. And he's from he's from just down there, not too far. Welcome, sir. But we were in Las Vegas over the weekend, and I had to go because my friend, our friend, brother and sister, friends, brother and sister Catron, and we needed to fellowship. We, he said that we're among the closest neighbors. And, uh, you know, we felt good going to see him. And, uh, you know, you all had a wonderful time here. And um, <clears throat> as the folks still to, uh, mentioned, that we also had a very wonderful time in, in Las Vegas. It was beautiful. And uh, it was good to see Brother and Sister Catron and their church. What a wonderful church and as you heard the wonderful spirit that we we felt there the love that was exercised uh, to us and um, brother Andre and these two sisters did such a tremendous um, tremendous job and brother Ketron leaned over to me and uh, uh, just a little word of commendation how the, the, the ministry that God gave me was to mold people into mini ministers or uh, whatever calling that you have. That's my ministry, to mold you, to teach you. To, that's, and he, he, he mentioned that. That's why. So it was, um, it didn't puff me up my nothing, but it made me feel when I, uh, good when I see these people, saints, stood on their, fa their feet. And um, uh, explain the word of God. I I sat there and um, what am I going to preach when I get up behind them because they seem to take all of it. And so anyway, the Lord was merciful to me and helped me. And I, in the future, will get onto it. But I already was able to get into it uh, a little bit in in uh, Las Vegas and the um, Laodicean church age where we are in prophecy <clears throat> living at the last time. We are the last generation. We are down here. Believe it or not, we are down here. We are at the close. <clears throat> and um, I will do quite a bit of teaching in the future on it where the Laodicean uh, church um, Jesus Christ was not in there, was not in the church. He was outside. See, if you, uh, Brother Ronald, can you go there for me? Uh, but before I, while you're finding that, this, this lady that um, Sister Letty mentioned about, um, she was a great lady and her husband, Frank. Very, very wonderful couple. And um, they, they were so encouraging. 
and they were telling you all. They were telling the, uh, what, what did they say to you? What did she say to you about preaching, about uh, how you should treat your ministers? You forgot that. You forgot that. And she, am I right? And she gave you a long example of how some churches didn't treat their pastors right. And what they did, they treat their pastors as if they were just like dirt and garbage. And uh, run over the pastor. And I know that's why God uh, took you. The main reason is to give you all a lesson of treating your pastor. See? And she said, and we never know the lady. And she turned to uh, most half of the, um, uh, we were there for several hours. And I'd say over an hour just to give an example of, of treating a pastor. And uh, how, and I'm not going to ask them. They were there. And, um, you know, so, so God, and then she looked down at me when we're leaving. And, you know, I like to shine my shoes. But my shoes wasn't so shine. And that lady was so observant. And she said, Pastor, you need to shine your shoe. But to you, that's nothing. It's just like a criticism. But I got it. When I came home, you keep coming back. You need to shine your shoes. Oh, I got it. Moses, take off your shoes. For where you're standing is holy ground. Shine your shoes. It's your walk. So God wants me to polish more my walk. That means, how would I do that? Pay more attention to the scriptures. Don't worry about nothing that's happening. God is in charge. And focus on this Bible because we are at the end. You understand? God wants me to polish up on my walk. And then she told me was get, get some biscuits and shine it. <laughs> I never tried biscuit. I just give you that to show you how God can give you a word. And you you hear something, you hear something, but yeah, yeah, biscuits are great. But you hear something, but you don't know God can talk to you. And you say, oh, that's that's just no. But when I came home, I caught it. See. I caught it. Oh, God wants me to get even more, pay more attention to the scriptures. Because, you know, you read the scriptures, but you're going very fast. or You're not paying a lot of attention. You're distracted. But God wants me to pay, pay more attention to the word of God as we approach the coming of the Lord. So, yeah, in Revelations, quickly, because the time is gone. I told them 10 minutes, but they, they didn't listen to me. So next time I say five minutes. Okay, so, you know, um, but in the uh, third chapter, and remember now, there's seven churches, seven churches in Asia. We will touch them because you have to understand these before you can jump into Revelation, these mysteries, and, and uh, you, you know how we do it. We run ahead and we grab a verse here and a verse here. And the church doesn't really know because you sit down and you talk and you ask. Because when you know the scriptures, when you know the word of God, it's going to change your life. You're not going to be the same. See, uh, Sister Rosie read a list from Romans chapter 16. 
of those faithful saints of God that that love God, that live. There are some precious saints that that are gone on before us that live for God. They gave everything to the Lord. So you go ahead and read it. But um, but in in the last day that we're living in right now, there's not a lot of um, not a lot of Bible study, reading, and devotion where um, a person take their Bibles and get down before God and on their knees and uh, uh, like uh, someone say was it uh, Sister Rosa gets discerning of spirit to know Sister Letty was speaking about the beautiful spirit that these people show us in Las Vegas they did it was a wonderful spirit that's one of the best services I've been in for a long time but you look at the people they were beautiful they were smiling they're hungry for God. They wanted more. It was very easy to preach the word of God and and uh, and and so on. Then, but here, um, their second chapter of Revelation, you can read it for yourself. Verse one, where you have the church. Can you help me? The church of, of Ephesus. Then, what's the next one? I'm looking here, and go. And then the some. What is it? Samaria. Can you help me? Um, per, no, not so fast. Um, Samaria, per, Pergamos is way down. You have Samaria, a number two, the um, number three. Was it? Uh, look at your Bibles. Yeah, look at your Bibles. Number one was number one, number one, Ephesus. Number two, number two, Samaria. Number three, Pergamos. Number four, Sardius comes before Sardius come before Thyatira. Am I right? Thyatira and then and then Sardis. Look at the Bible and help me. I don't have mine open. Okay. 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 Let's let's go over it again. Let's go over it again. Ephesus. Samaria, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardius, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. You say, well, that don't mean nothing. See, that's why we don't know. That's why you go to college and you be there, spend all your money, and you don't study, you don't know. So you don't graduate with anything. But the, the Word of God and all of this is written to us okay we are supposed to know all these things but here we are but we don't know anything about the Word of God and we don't want to study see we don't want to we don't want to hear it but we cannot be saved without the Word of God that's why you come to church there's no other reason to go to church but to hear the Word of God and to make the changes otherwise close up a church it's not worthy and Jesus even tell you in these um, these uh, chapters, okay? Now, remember that in chapter 1, chapter 2, 3, and uh, all of here, it's Jesus that's speaking. It's not, it's not the preacher. It's no one but Jesus. Can Jesus be right or can Jesus be wrong? He's always right. Uh, he's the son of God. So Jesus is not asking us. Jesus is telling us. 
Now, if I don't obey, if you don't obey the word of God, the word that come from the lips of Jesus, what's going to happen to us? What's going to happen to the church? See, so um, these seven churches got to the place where they wouldn't listen to the Lord. They wouldn't. Very easy to do that. See, you don't listen to God. You listen to your own voice or you listen to some somebody else. And that's where you run, you run off the track. You, you don't, when you take your mind, your eyes off Jesus, you will fail. And these seven uh, churches are there to guide us. Okay? Uh, when you read chapter 1, notice. When you read chapter 1, and I'm laying this foundation because I'd like you all to do it. Because maybe God, maybe God might bless us and begin to cause us to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church and might begin to give us an insight into the Word of God. So we need to pray for that and say, God, will you bless Faith Mission Ministries? Will you open our eyes? Will you help us, Lord? Get on your knees and before God and say, give us favor, Lord. Lord, if you would give us your word, we would welcome you. We will not fight. We will not uh, turn against your word. We will listen, Lord. And you need to do that. Okay? We we come to God and we empty ourselves. And we beg God to bless us. Be beg God for a revelation of his spirit. Otherwise, God's not going to give it to us. See, God's not going to give anything to us. But um, this, uh, this chapter here, uh, these chapters, 1, 2, 3, it's uh, especially 2 and 3, it's the, it's the church age. By the time you get to chapter um, chapter 3, cha uh, verse 14, down to just, can you go down to the end verse? I think it's 21 or 22 verses, Brother Ronald. I just am showing you something. Okay, then go down to the, the next verse, the last verse uh, there. He that, notice what? He read it. He that at him hear, let him hear what? The Spirit is saying to the churches, not the pastor. The, the, the duty of the pastor is to explain what the Spirit is saying to the churches. That's not his word. He, he, he has no plans. The pastor has no plans. It's all the program and the plan of Jesus Christ. So he says that um, um, that he told, he, he, you back up a little bit, go over to chapter 1. Uh, and from verse 4, look at from verse 4, he's, he has uh, he has the seven churches in mind who he's writing to. Seven churches, but in our day, it's like seven dispensation now. Seven churches. Said John to the seven churches. You notice who? He got the message? John. To the seven churches which are in Asia. Grace be unto you and peace from him which is Pay attention, which is and which was and which is to come. Past, present, future. That's awesome, isn't it? You can't get away from it. And every age that you can think of, he has covered that. Then it, it says here, um, uh, and which is uh, to come. And from the seven spirits which are before his throne. Then you begin to find out in chapter 4 or 5 going on about the throne. 
And from who? And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness. On the line that he is the faithful witness. That's what it takes that, isn't it? And the first begotten of the dead. But that's by the resurrection. And the prince of the kings of the earth. Unto him, notice. Unto him that loved us. And what does he do? Washed us from our sins in his blood. Now you think that it's a, that washing is just, you know, you know, like take a little water, a little blood and sprinkling. No, no, it's a scrubbing. He's washing away sins from us. See, before, before the church is uh, taken, there's going to be a tremendous washing. That means God is going to get the church clean. God's going to get it done. Now, it's not going to be pretty and easy. Okay, because everybody's not going to want to be washed or changed. Washing means make the change. But God's going to get it done. And God, when it's all over, when it's all over, God's going to have his people and God's not going to lose one. Not one that belongs to him. You don't know God. Not one of God's children will be lost. You know why? Because God's going to wash them unto him that loved us and washed us. See? And Peter said, wash me, Lord. And when you get on your knees, you ask God to wash you and cleanse you. And he says, but here's what he did. Here's what happened. You know, that during that washing, that suffering, here's what's going on in your life, the changes, and preparing you for what? And to, and that made us, look what he did, and that made us, we were nobodies, nothing, dirt, dust, okay? But he made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him now, look at Look at the shouting, the praising. To him be glory and dominion for how long? Forever and ever. So you might look like you're losing in this world. Just to let you talk about some whatever you're going. But don't all of that it came to pass. All that will God will bring you to whatever blessings or whatever attacks on your uh, life. The devil attacks because that's his job. But you've got to understand that the devil is already lost. He's a loser. Now, if you exalt him and say, oh, um, he wins. Or what's going to happen? And if you have faith in God, the devil can't touch you. I know, oh, you say, no, but oh, I feel like that. No, if you've got faith in God, it's when we take our eyes off the Lord. And we begin to focus on ourselves or on the problems or, uh, you know, the surrounding that's when the devil has a ground. But the Bible said, give no place to him. Give no place to the devil. When he comes in uh, like a flood, the Spirit of God lift up a standard against him. Because greater is he that is in you. But you've got to believe that. You see, you've got to get on the Lord's side. Who's on the Lord's side? It's, it's the devil's job to attack us. But it's our job to rebuke him. And to push him back. Because... Greater is he that is in you. You've got to believe that. Oh, you don't believe. If you can believe that one can chase a thousand. One can chase. Really, it's true. One can chase a thousand. The enemy will come in, but one person stand up in the word of God, and the devil cannot prevail. No, he cannot. 
Because the power of God, the anointing of God in you is greater. But you've got to believe that. If you give the power to the devil, oh, he's going to do this. What He's not going to do anything. He can only go as far as God allow him. Amen. Now, the seven churches, as we get there, uh, they're not, they're really not in existence. And yet they are in existence. Okay. Because we are in the, uh, uh, the spiritual phase. That's like uh, uh, those churches were removed. The candlesticks were gone. But right now we have the spirit. Okay. The spirit of uh, the, those churches that was there. Um, and we will, we will see as we go just like how uh, Israel. Balaam. Balaam was dead. But yet there were some churches at the spirit of Balaam. And Jezebel in it. They are New Testament church. And you can hear because uh, the devil uh, wants to get into a church and put a spirit in it. Now, listen to me now. If you have a, have a spirit that's different, if we have a spirit that's different from the Holy Ghost, it's not a church. All right, here's, here's what the devil tried to do. Okay, in every church, in every age, all he has to do is change that spirit, the Holy Ghost spirit, to another spirit. That's all. And, and the devil wins. He changed your spirit. That's all he has to do. Give you a different spirit. Because Christ cannot have a bride. That has a different spirit. You have to have the Holy Ghost. Did you get what I said? The, the work of the devil is just to change. That church. And give it a different spirit. That's all. He wins. And they continue. And that's what happened to the seven churches here. They, they Many of them except for two took on a different spirit. See, they took on a different spirit that from what they received under their Pentecost that came out of the upper room. That uh, that true spirit. Here, here I, I read it a while ago uh, from the, um, is it the seven spirits of, of God? What verse was it? Uh, uh, verse 4, look at that. Uh, John, to this, uh, John to the seven churches, which are at Asia, grace, be unto you uh, and peace from him which is, which was, and which is to come. And notice, underline that, verse 4. And from the seven spirits which are before the throne of God. That's what, that's what should be in the church. How do a pastor know? How do a pastor? All right, let me ask you, everybody look at me, look at me. You got your babies, and your babies is in another, is in another room, right? The babies in another room. Okay, and when that baby cried, don't you know right away the sound of your baby? Okay, you take that baby out, and if that baby's in a crowd, you go to the, in a crowd, and that baby begin to cry and scream, and even if you were somewhere else, somebody had your baby somewhere, do you recognize that that voice? You're not really talking to me. Well, the so it is in the church. There is a voice in the church. Okay, there's a voice in the church that's called the Holy Ghost. Okay, and every child of God that knows the Spirit of God knows when the difference when that's God and when it's not God. And you don't move when it's not God. You hear the sound. And it says, my sheep knows my voice. You do. And if you follow another voice beside the voice of the Lord, you end up in the ditch. But my sheep knows my voice. They can tell that's the voice of the Lord. 
But that's not the voice of the Lord. It's called discerning of spirit. It's called that I know my father. And that's not the voice of my father. I know my God. I know my Jesus. And that's not the voice of my Jesus. That's the only way we are going to overcome and we are going to go on to perfection. Otherwise, the devil will deceive every one of us if we don't know the voice. Amen. But, uh, you can, um, okay, Brother Andre, say something. Just say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brother Edward, say praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. Sister Rosie, say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, could you tell the difference between voices? You know that, Sister Rosie. Okay, now the Holy Ghost has a distinct voice. Okay, so when the Holy Ghost is on a person, you can, if you're discerning, you can tell. When the Holy Ghost comes in, you can tell that's the Holy Ghost. So now my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. In other words, they don't know God. And so we mix up and we get confused and we wonder, was that God or wasn't that God? Oh, it looks like God. You can't go that way. You can't go by that way. Because that will deceive you. See? And here in Revelation, uh, the churches, many of them got fooled. And the churches went out of existence because they didn't pay enough attention. And they didn't pray enough. And so the devil knocked you out. See, the devil doesn't care. He's going to win if you don't pay attention to the word of God. The only hope is the word of God. See, the only hope is the spirit of God. The anointing destroys the yoke. And so... Uh, to find churches today that is led by the Spirit is very hard. To find saints of God that are led by the Spirit of God is very hard to find. But remember, as many as are led by the Spirit of God. In other words, I cannot be led by my wife. Or my wife be led by her husband. Or by uh, children. Or by cousin. Each person has got to have a contact with God. Am I right? And when you go into Laodicean, you'll find out that he stands on the door, at the door and knock because he's knocking because he was on the outside. You don't knock if you're inside, do you? Huh? If you're inside, like here you are now. But if somebody come and want to get in, they're going to bang, bang, bang. And so you open it from the inside. So the Lord says, I stand at the door and knock. What door? Not out there. But it's the door to your heart. And he knocks. Then he said, if any man hear my voice, okay, they're in there, but it's individual now. We'll get to that. If any man hear my voice, hear my voice, hear him on the outside knocking. You, you remember that when Jesus started uh, the seven churches, he was uh, seen in chapter one uh, standing in the midst of the golden candlestick. Okay. But by you reach Laodicean in uh, chapter uh, 3 verse 14. He's on the outside. Knocking to get inside. That means the church has pushed him out. See. And that's the end of the church age. The church pushed Christ out. Of the church. So he's on the outside knocking. Trying to get back in and calling. If any man hear my voice. Blessed are you. Here's what I hear. And open the door. Individual. Your heart. I will come in and sup with him. Can you see that? I will come in and I will sup with him. Uh, chapter 3, going down to the last part. Verse 20. 
18, well, yeah, read, read that for me. Let me. Chapter 3, Revelations, chapter 3, verse 20. Now, now let me and begin to wind it down. And we get into all these lessons, all right? Foundation. To show you how you need to pray. And say, oh God, don't pass us by. Please, we want to hear the word of God. You need to pray. Because God's not just going to give you if you don't want it. Do you pass out gift if somebody don't want it? But look at it here. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. But remember, he was not on the outside. He was not knocking uh, when he showed up in chapter 1 and so. But the church uh, successfully pushed him out of the church. And he was on the outside. And he said, I'm knocking to get back in. If any man hear my voice. So it's the individual. Can you hear his voice? Or whose voice do you hear? And open the door. You've got to open the door. From where? From inside your heart door. And says, come in Lord. I hear your voice. You have to open it. The pastor don't not responsible to open it for you. And your brothers or sisters. It's you individually. Have to say, Lord, I want you into my heart. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. You have to do it. Okay? But you close it. And it's closed. Because we're living in the churches where the doors are closed. Alright. He says that if they hear my voice. Number one, hear the voice. That says, my, that's the Lord. And he's on the outside. Outside knocking to get inside. Okay? And open the door. That's the door of your heart. I will come in to him. I will what? Because he's outside. So what's the message today? I've got to ask the Lord to come in my heart. Even if the church don't want to. I have to do it. I can't follow everybody. Because they not. I am responsible in asking the Lord to come in my heart. And uh, this is not for the sinners. You know, oh, we use it, you know. Behold, I stand at the door and knock to the man in the street. No, it's for the church. It's not the man in the street that lock out Christ. It's the church that locked Jesus out. They put him out. His own church. And if they open the door, I will come in to him. And will sup. I want you to pay attention. Sup with him and he with me. You see that word sup? That word is supper. Everybody listen to me. Supper. All right, let me ask you a question. When do you eat supper? At dinner time? How many is that? Is supper the last meal? Is it the last meal? Come on. And after that, what happened? The morning of a new day dawn. You go to bed. Darkness sets in. And you go to bed. Supper, if you don't believe in. When you're eating your supper, remember. It's the last time. You eat supper and then, then bedtime. Okay? He said, so the Lord said, if you hear my voice, I have one more meal to eat in the church. One more meal before the church age is closed. One more meal, just one, before it's over. You don't have a lot of time. You think the church has got a lot of time? I'm telling you, the devil don't want to hear that. That's why the devil doesn't want to hear. It's one more meal. Before it's over. And the Lord says. I'm standing on the outside. Knocking. But I have. 
One more meal. It's supper time. And if you will hear my voice, anybody that's inside, hear my voice and individually open up the door. I will come to them personally and have the last meal before, before the catching away of the church. It's there in the book. All right. Go up, Brother Ronald, to chapter, the same chapter, verse 14. Oh, I wish I had time. Verse 14. Let me come on down quickly. Okay. Can you read with me fast? And unto the angel of the church of the Laodicean write. I don't hear anybody reading. These things said to who? Wait, wait, wait. These things said who? So here he came to them in the opening, Alpha, the beginning. But now this year, what is he now? Amen. What does amen mean? It's closing. It's a amen. For the church. We are in that amen age. When the church. Listen. It's time to run to God. You think. Oh pastor is just. No no. You better listen. These things says what? Or who? The amen. So. When everything from Ephesus right down now. It's amen. Time to close it. Let's have one more supper. Let's bring on supper. It's supper time. So I said, Amen. And who said it? The faithful and the true witness. The beginning of the creation of God. So here's what's going, going on. The church age is over. And all that foolishness, God's going to remove it. But now he begins a brand new day, morning time. So it's a new creation. The ones that if any man be in Christ is a new creature. Amen. Amen. All things are passed away. And behold I make everything new. The next verse says. Notice here. Nobody, nobody has to tell him who I am or who you are. He said I know your works. You can fool men. I can fool men. But I can't fool God. He said, I know your works. Eh? I know thy works. That thou art neither cold nor hot. Ooh. Wow, this, let me, let me, I'm going to begin to close right here. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, listen. Listen. So then, all right. Because you neither cold nor, nor not, here comes the judgment. He said now, I would to God, I would you were cold or hot. Because here now, if you were cold on a hot day, you would be a refreshing drink. Wouldn't you? Yeah. When it's hot. What's nicer than a refreshing drink? Or when it's cold, what about a nice hot drink? So you can be of uh, refreshing if it's cold or hot. But when it's lukewarm. It's neither cold nor hot. God says. I spew you out of my mouth. And the church is not at that state right now. Where have you ever. You're not, you, don't, you, don't, you, you don't bring it back. When it's spat out. It doesn't come back. And the Lord said. I'll spit you. I'll spew you out of my mouth. But before he does that. He's gave out one more invitation to supper. Let's have supper. 
Oh, yes. It's serious. Oh, yes. It's not. You think it's a joke. You think it's a joke. When Noah warned them, they thought it was a joke. They thought it was all funny. They got time. You don't have time. You read Bible chronological order, which a lot of people don't do that. They get up and quote a verse here and a quote a verse. Quote, and they think that's what. No, no. You've got to follow the order of the Bible. So then, because thou art lukewarm, you're no value. The church came out of the upper room on fire. Holy Ghost and fire, John said. But now it's lukewarm. Oh, he said by revival? It's lukewarm. You know that. You know how hard it is to read the Bible. How hard it is to lift your hand and praise God. How hard it is to train Jesus, eh? You'd rather do something else than to get down on your knees and say, God, I want to have my supper. It's supper time. It's over. And the Lord said, I'm giving you. Well, he didn't give them any, any space to repent in this one. But he's spewing them out. And that spewing take. You ever see a, a child spewing and slowly. But there's more. Take the tail finally. Can you imagine all of the, the church. And he spews them out. But there's some. That's judgment, but there's some that hear the knocking. What's the knock? That's the conviction on your heart. A touch on your heart. Oh my God. I hear you. I hear you knocking my heart. I want to open it. Help me. Let the Holy Ghost help me. You, you, you say that when you get, a, get on your knees, when you're driving in your car, you're every, every day says, keep my heart open, Lord. Touch me, O oh God. Open my heart. So then, because thou art lukewarm. Here's what I'll go. You're neither cold nor hot. I will spew you out of my mouth. What happened when you spew? No more word. No more knowledge. No more knowledge. Because out of the word of, of the mouth of God is the word. Can you imagine a church being spewed out? They go to church, shout, do everything. But they're not in the mouth of Christ. They spewed out. But they still have church. But they're blind. Okay, let's write it. Go on, go on, go on down, creeper brother. Because thou says, here's, here's what they did. Here's what they did. Thou says, I am rich and increase with goods and have need of nothing. God, not even God can do anything for you. You're rich, you got everything done. Oh, pastor can't tell you nothing. You already know it. You already have everything. What do you need? You can just walk and go from one church to the other. You don't need nothing. If you correct me, I'll go somewhere else. Rich in spirit. You don't listen. Nobody can change you. That's the age we're living in. Don't talk to me. Can you imagine why the nation is like this? What, 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 what a school or government or jobs? Huh? The boss and the job can't talk to the laborers. Don't tell me nothing. Johnny go to bed. I'm not going. Do you understand where we are in the church? Oh, don't tell me nothing. I know that. I know everything. Respect is gone. Everything is gone. Push Jesus out of the church. We don't want to hear that. We want to hear a message that we want that we like. 
Because thou sayest, I am rich, I won't put in the offering. I stop giving and see, you'll go under as if you're the one, as if I'm the one that's keeping the church. No, it's God. God is the supplier. God fed the prophet by a, a raven. You haven't read the Bible lately. He says, because thou sayest, I am rich and increase in goods and have need of nothing. But look at that. Look at it here. Look at it. You saying all of that. But you don't know. Here's what the Bible says. And knowest not that thou art what? Wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. And I've got the a sermon right there by itself. Wretched. Hmm? And Paul saw it. And Paul cried out, oh wretched man that I have. When he saw his state. Then miserable. Huh? Wretched, miserable. You know when, when you're miserable? You, you know when you're miserable? Huh? Nothing please you. No message, no song, nothing God do for you please you. Uh, you go to church, it doesn't matter what. If Gabriel come down in the midst, miserable. If God pour his spirit out, miserable. Hmm? You know that? You can't please them. You, you cannot please. That's the Laodicean age. Misery. It's filled, the church is filled with misery. Wretched, miserable, wickedness, poor, and yet they say they're rich, but they're poor, they don't have nothing. No knowledge. And blind. You know when they're blind? Lead the blind. That means they cannot see God and naked. Next verse 18 says, But now you said, Now counsel. I counsel thee. Okay, to buy of me gold tried in the fire. So what would that be? Gold tried as silver is tried. This word is tried. Say bite of me. Gold tried in the the furnace and the fire. And thou that that you may be rich. That means you're not rich until you have the word of God. You can have a million dollar, two million, a billion dollar, and you're just as poor, blind, wretched, miserable, naked. The Laodicean church had that. And today, like we're living in, they increase. The church has got, the churches, many churches are rich. And nothing not wrong with riches if you use it for God. But they don't know that they're poor, blind, wretched, miserable, and naked. So the Lord said, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayst be rich, and white raiment, that's the righteousness of Christ, that thou mayst be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear the shame. That means you stand before God without a garment. And then you anoint thy eyes with eyes soft. With eyes soft, the anointing, the word of God that you might see. Oh God, I, otherwise you can't discern, you can't see. That, that means you might be able to discern between God and, and Satan. That's where the church needs to get to. And if I don't do it and you don't do it, all that happened, we miss God. All that happened is that we miss supper time. All that happened is that he spews you out of his mouth, spews us all out of his mouth. And there's always a, he move on because there still are, are going to be a group of people that love God with all their heart. Read Revelation chapter 7. Nobody could number that, but I want to be in the number. But I would like to escape that seventh chapter. I'd like to go in 
at the fourth chapter and the fifth chapter, right there when a door was open in heaven. And it, the voice said, come up hither. I'd like to be in that number, wouldn't you? But you've got to have your garments right. You've got to have gold tried in fire. You've got to go into the kingdom rich with gold. You can't go poor. You've got to go rich in Jesus Christ. Oh my God, I wish I had time to preach. I told these folks was to go short, but you see, they went too long. See, cut my time. But did you all get something? Did you all get something? Did do you like it? It's, it's God's word. All right. Whether I, whether I believe it or not, it's going to face me. Huh? And the fourth chapter is judgment. When he spew you out of his mouth, judgment in the fourth chapter begins. And then the fifth chapter begins. Okay? I would like to be in it. Thank you for listening. Oh, I feel like preaching. My God. I, uh, I, I, I know what Paul didn't stop all night. He liked to, to do that. You get fired up.